0: I'm John Bond, welcome to Move Yourself Happy. Made for fitness enthusiasts who want to make their passion their profession. Are you unhappy in your present job? Are you passionate about health and fitness? Do you want to release your true potential? If the answer is yes, this podcast is for you. I will be teaching you the specific knowledge that every trainer and coach needs to be successful. So listen closely as I share my expertise with you. So just like me, you can love what you do. Welcome back. Now, in the last episode, I talked about hypertrophy, which was that posh word for building muscle. And in today's episode, I'm still talking about hypertrophy, but from a functional point of view. Functional hypertrophy. So what I will do is I'll cover what's the difference between that and just regular old hypertrophy. What are the benefits and then again how can we program for our clients and not just for our clients actually because yeah we want to get all these great benefits for our clients but we are fitness enthusiasts and we love training as well and we want to reap those benefits. So you can certainly use a lot of this stuff that you're learning on your, in your own training as well, not just your clients, of course. So let's begin with this term, functional hypertrophy. Well, actually, um, I stole it. I stole it from uh, Charles Poliquin. Who, uh, he actually sadly passed away. I think it was around 2016. He was a strength and conditioning coach. Probably the most famous or considered to be the greatest from the point of view that he had the most medal winning athletes that he he trained so he trained a lot of athletes who then went to podium and so he was considered the best from that point of view and he was a good businessman (laughs) made a lot of money doing it i think Um, and a lot of the stuff that he wrote i didn't agree with a lot of it there was some really certainly um once he developed his supplement company i kind of felt like things went in a different direction but he wrote some really good stuff some good books and some really interesting stuff on how to Uh, build muscle and build strength. And he used this phase functional hypertrophy where we we talked about in the last episode about the rep range being six to 12 for, for hypertrophy. Functional focused on that bottom end, six to eight reps. So why six to eight reps? So the idea being is we get enough tension on the muscle to get some growth but it also means that we're lifting heavy enough to get some nervous system adaptation as well. So the brain, when we we practice lifting heavy, the brain recruits more fibers that already exist. So we get greater motor unit recruitment. I don't want to get this too sciencey because I'll I'll, I'll lose you if I haven't lost you already. (laughs) Um, But the more we practice lifting heavy stuff, the better we get at lifting heavy stuff. And functional hypertrophy has that that nice little balance between enough tension that muscles will grow, but also enough heavy lifting that muscles will learn to get stronger as well. Now, although larger muscles do produce more force, there's also Nervous system system adaptation, which is where we learn to recruit more fibers that already exist, and also we can synchronize muscle contraction, which means we produce greater force. I'll talk about that in the strength podcast that's coming up um, in, a, in a couple of episodes' time. But it's all very interesting, I can assure you. <laughs> um, so that that's that's functional hypertrophy, muscle growth, bit of strength building as well. Now, what I didn't mention in the last episode, which is really annoying because I think it's important to say, is that actually. During the hypertrophy phase, I think that's a good opportunity to focus on some isolation work. So normally I'm all about compound movements and, you know, movement patterns, pushes, pulls, hip hinges, squats, lunges, keeping things real, keeping things where they, they carry over into everyday life, sport performance, so that we can kind of reap those benefits directly. But actually during the hypertrophy phase, it's not a bad idea to... to to figure out which muscles specifically are lagging so which are the weak areas of your armour the chink in your armour and it might be that you decide that uh, your biceps for example are you know just from an aesthetic point of view you might think that your biceps are smaller than every other um, muscle that you have and when it comes to doing things like pull-ups and your functional movements your back might be quite strong but the The biceps are letting you down in that area. So that's actually, during that phase, it's not a bad time to do some isolation work, to focus on those muscles. Now you can do them at the end of a workout. So, you know, just finish every workout with three or four sets of bicep curls, for example. Or you can do it right at the start. And I know Arnie, he used to have, well, he was told he had small calves. So he then trained his calves at the start of every training session until eventually he had the best calves in the business. So whatever you train first does get the biggest training effect. Uh, That was a Charles Poliquin um, statement, and it's certainly true. While while your energy levels and your focus is very, very high, whatever you train first is gonna get the biggest training effect. So again, during that hypertrophy phase, find out what muscles you wanna focus on and and give that a little bit of extra emphasis. Whether you do it on the end of a workout or you do it at the start, that's a good time to work on some isolation stuff. And again, I don't mind cables and resistance machines as well normally I'm all about barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, body weight, because of the functional aspect and the involvement of more stabilising muscles and um, involving more um, your fixator muscles, your synergists, etc. But if the focus is to get those muscles big, you know, using a a pec fly machine where your back's supported, the the machine doesn't go up or down, it just goes in and out, you can focus all that energy and attention right into those pecs. So you are going to get potentially more growth more benefit from using that machine so just to make it absolutely clear because i should have covered this really in the last episode in the hypertrophy phase i'm i I wouldn't discourage the use of resistance machines and cables and i certainly wouldn't discourage folks isolating some specific muscles that you think might be holding you back now when we move on to the the functional phase the functional hypertrophy phase hopefully that stuff's been addressed if not you know carry some of that over and but now we're, we're lifting heavy, so we're in that six to eight reps, and we are um, using more functional movements. So we are gonna start bringing in more barbell work, um, dumbbell work, etc. So I'd say that's your main difference there. And, and again, like from a functional point of view, I covered all the benefits of building muscle size in the last episode, but just to recap, larger muscles burn off more calories. So it's easier for maintaining a lean body mass if you've got some good dense muscles. Uh, if we build muscle, we also build thicker, stronger connective tissues like ligaments and tendons, better joint stability, less likely to get injured if we fall over or if we collide in contact sports. Um, we get thicker, denser bones. So we're less likely to suffer with osteopenia or osteoporosis as we're getting older. Uh, we also, we develop more presence and um, you know i told you about the research that shows that prison guards for example much less likely to get attacked if they look more muscular you know have a better presence um, when um sort of criminals have been interviewed and said you know how do you choose your victims they will often say well i'll choose someone that can't run after me if i snatch their bag i will choose somebody that if they do run after me they're not going to be able to beat me beat me up Um, they're all very obvious stuff but when you see the data you're like okay that makes sense so basically looking like you can handle yourself and you're athletic makes you a much harder target less likely to be prey of a predator always worth considering i think personally Um, other benefits um just aesthetics like let's not forget that we do care about what we see when we look in the mirror and i do wonder i often wonder whether the reason we love the look of an athlete you know, obviously I'm generalizing, I'm stereotyping, but generally, you know, when I talk to my friends and people, my peers and people I associate with, we all think that athletes look pretty cool. You know, when we watch the Olympics, we stand and we watch them like the 100 meters or whatever event they're doing, we think they look pretty cool because it it shows hard work and dedication and, and what have you. So we like that. But I often wonder whether that body composition is healthy. Everything that comes with that suggest that their their health is going to be optimized so they're going to live for longer and they have to a better health span they're going to be have less likely to have various illnesses diseases and what have you so i think i think we probably find that sort of stuff attractive generally as a species because it's more functional it's more likely that type of physique is more likely to be have a greater health span so it's not just about oh yeah it looks good but why does it look good to us it looks good because we know it is healthy so i do think although people blame aesthetic like criticize aesthetics and go oh you know it's not just about six packs and this that and the other no it's not but why do we find that attractive in the first place why do we go oh you know that that athletic physique looks cool maybe because it's a healthy physique. Now I I know someone listening might argue, hang on a minute, what, so somebody that's got like 0% body fat is healthy. No, (laughs) they're not. But generally athletic people don't suffer with all the the ailments that um, somebody that is the opposite end of the spectrum suffers from. So they won't be getting as much risk of heart disease and and type two diabetes and dementia and everything else. So that's just my opinion. I think we find aesthetic, lean, muscular-looking physique's attractive because they are arguably healthy, certainly healthier than the opposite end anyway. And there we go, and you know, look, whether you agree with that or not, it doesn't matter. I've been in this industry for a very long time, and I can promise you the majority of people that contact trainers want to change how they look. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, if you prefer what you see reflecting back at you a bit more, That does have an impact on your self confidence and your self esteem, and they have an impact on your mental health. There's no two ways around it, they do. It's just how it is. Uh, With a lot of things in life and science, we can get down and get bogged down in the weeds of why things are the way they are, or we can just accept it. It is the way it is, um, and that's that. So, there we go. Anyway, um, I think I labored all that a bit too much, actually. So, functional hypertrophy. Six to eight reps. Still wanna keep, be aware of that tension. So don't smash those reps out really quickly. You wanna be hitting at least 30 seconds on the time under tension. Still go for your three to six sets. Ideally across a week, at least 10 sets. Um, You wanna be looking at certainly doing more functional movements, using your barbells, your dumbbells, get your body weight stuff in there. Um, And don't forget the benefits. Loads of them. Okay. Let's move on. Next episode, I'm gonna be talking about relative strength. So relative strength is being strong, but in relation to your body weight. Very, very functional in itself that. All right, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm gonna go for another hike, I think. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, something you can do for me is subscribe to my show. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in this content, then please share it with them too. You can also head over to our socials and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. But if you're ready to take that next step, visit our website www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk fill out a contact form that will come straight to me. I will contact you shortly afterwards and I look forward to speaking to you then.